Today, we discuss paganism with our good friend and the voice of Clara on Dead Oaks podcast, Aaron Lynn. This is All My Ghosts. So, um, episode five of All My Ghosts, I'm Chris. Merrick. And we're here with Erin Lynn. You may recognize her voice as uh, MC Clara Beaufort from season three of my other podcast, Dead Oaks, which is over now, but that's okay. Uh, how are you? I'm, um, I would like to say I'm doing well. I have a little roller derby injury going on, so... I'm in a lot of pain. However, it's much better every day, so I'm, I'm good. Well, okay, so what exactly happened with this roller derby injury? Because I haven't been in forever. And so, and that's, by, that's how Aaron and I know each other, by the way, is through roller oh, derby. Okay. Um, yes. But what, what happened? You know, I would love to say it was some gnarly story where I was brutally beating some folks up. However, which you know I do. I do, but um, I simply was getting myself into a position. It was like 30 seconds into the first jam of the bout, and I fell all on my own and shattered my left arm. Like, it just ended the, did you, did it end the bout, or did they just carry you away and then went on without you, or did you continue playing? Oh, I could not, I mean, now I have continued playing through some nasty stuff, but as soon as I hit, I knew I knew I was in bad shape. So I rolled over and crawled off the track and took myself to the EMT and then took myself to the ER. <laughs> so. uh, roll, you do roller derby. What else do we need to know about you other than being uh, an all-star roller derby team member? For, well, sidelined currently. but Right, right. Um, um, I'm an RN by day. I would love to be a horror writer, but you know how that goes. Some of us are more determined than others, I think. Um, that's about it. I'm a mom. I have a little homestead. I'm a gardener, big into organics, and I'm a Stephen King constant reader, number one. Um, so, and you, uh, why are you, why are we talking to you? Why are you on All My Ghosts? Well, I think because I am a pagan, and I think we had, you had asked if I would come on and talk about that, which I'm not very used to doing, but willing. I'm just not, I don't do it very often, you know. Most of the time, if people ask about it, I'm like, hey, here's some books you, I should, you know, would suggest you read, or go watch this movie and then it's the opposite of that or you know that sort of thing so is it the opposite of the craft is that what it is you know the craft has a lot of really accurate stuff in it but it's just one of those things where again they it, so okay as a pagan if i'm watching tv or i you know i'm a big fan of october which it's you know cliched but that's the way it goes um i think it's embarrassing Okay, it's, it's embarrassing to watch a lot of the stuff that you see in the media about pagans or Wiccans or whatever. I'm not, I don't necessarily label myself a Wiccan anymore, um, once upon a time, uh, but I don't now. 
So it's kind of embarrassing. I think the dramatization and uh, I don't know. It's just so much stage dressing and everything that they throw at you, and it's it's so so, so ridiculous. So sometimes I'm sitting there watching with normal people, and I'm just like, oh god, I'm, I'm so sorry. Don't don't so, believe. Don't watch that. You know. Further know what pagan is because I don't could you explain that like briefly sure. um, a pagan is really an umbrella type term for anyone who to simplify it a lot is not a Christian okay. um, but a more broad term is to say that a pagan is anyone who believes in an older nature based tradition and usually with more than one god okay so okay. they're poly theistic rather than monotheistic okay. not all that's where it kind of breaks down into like a Christian would think that anyone that is not Christian is a pagan I would assume though that a Muslim would as well so I think it's very um, I'm not I don't use I use Christianity because it's the kind of accepted norm most of the time okay. so it's not because I'm targeting them at all in any uh, malicious way or anything like that I'm just saying that that's what a lot of a lot of the people that we know our demographic that's what they relate to so um, I think it's anybody that doesn't fall into there's a, just a couple of the top known more practiced accepted religions that people talk about and then you've got pagans and they're the folks that are they got weird names and nobody knows what they're talking about and there's like 50 different gods and goddesses and let's not mess with those people let's just Oh, okay, let's go on to talking about weather, you know. I, I tried to do a little bit of research earlier today just so I wouldn't feel, uh, you know, completely outside of the loop. And everything that I found on the internet seemed very, very negative. So I actually ended up not finishing the research because it was, the word heathen kept coming up. And to me, heathen has like a very negative connotation. I know it doesn't always have to have that. But I feel like even uh, websites that are saying, okay, this is what a pagan is, looks at it from a Christian standpoint or a, a polytheistic standpoint of, oh, this person is a heathen. They're a bad person. So, like, how do you feel about that type of representation? So, I'm of the mind with the word heathen. I'm a proud heathen. I, um, I, I, in my later years, you know, not that I'm ancient or whatever, but as I've grown older, I've started identifying more with Azatru, which is the, like the Viking gods, that pantheon. Um, some people would say Odinists, but, um, it's six of one, half a dozen of, of the other. So anyway, I'm a proud heathen. I, I kind of take that back. Like people take, like women take back the word bitch or whatever. I'm, you know, heathen was a way of saying that we were kind of crass and we had no manners we were uncivilized barbarians you know mm -hmm. would be another thing of uh, i think of would be about the same word same equivalent oh what am i trying to say scratch that reverse it it would be a good equivalent what's that i said you're doing good don't worry i'm understanding it um it, it's the same it, it's the, it's an equal thing i mean a barbarian is a heathen is a pagan but I do think that heathen is a little more of a condescending term, you know? That's so, how I read it. And that's why I was kind of like, I'm just going to ask her instead of reading these articles that all seem like low-key negative. Not like, oh, they're terrible people, but like 
they're not Christians, so. <laughs> I've never really met a pagan that was offended by being called the heathen. Okay. It's like, oh, okay, then I must be doing a fine job, you know. So it's not a big deal. Do you know? Pagan, a, do you know a lot of other? What was that? I said that's one of those kind of um, those te- techniques that just failed. It it really doesn't have much effect on anybody. Other than folks that are trying to be sensitive like you and say, I want to look at this with an open mind, and I don't think that sounds so good. But heathens don't care, Well, so it's okay. And I think that we're in a, a time in 2018 where, uh, like you said, taking back a term is kind of like the best thing you can do with it. I immediately thought of um, like sort of how the LGBT community has taken back a lot of words. Um <laughs> With varying results, I think. But, like, the term queer, uh, me growing up, the term queer was a very negative word. And now it's sort of more of an uh, all-encompassing word. Right. So one of the questions I have with the way you just explained it is, do you know many other pagans? Because I'll be completely honest and off the top of my head, I think you're the only one who I know who's open about it. Okay. And that's what I was going to say, that you know. I bet you know a lot more than you realize. But um, let me see. So growing up, I was the only one, you know. My dad's side of the family, very Christian, um, did not. I mean, my, my grandpa was a preacher. So, I mean, you know, they, they didn't talk about stuff like that. It wasn't even a thing. Like, would never have brought that up. My mom's side of the family were a little more like... How do I say it? Have you ever heard about like <laughs> the old like country witches from the from Kentucky and stuff like that? Like people hear this stuff, right? Like well, they were. More... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I the first when you said country witches from Kentucky, I was like, are you talking about the Blair Witch? But I don't think that's the kind of witch you're talking about. No, I'm like uh, like mountain witches and stuff like that. I don't know exactly the term for them, but that was a thing back then. Like Sleepy Hollow? Have Have you seen Sleepy Hollow? It is, uh, in a way. um, Am I way off base? Yeah, okay, that's a whole other thing. That's that's like Salem witches, and we'll talk about that if you want to. So, what were we talking about before? Back to... Your family and uh, your... My dad's side, very Christian, strict. Uh, My mom's side, a little more in the Christian area. But still, you know, we had like groups of family, little branches that were very strict about that. And then some of us were falling off. So um, I never, ever, ever talked to anybody about it when I was a kid. I just knew that when I, that there was something else. Like I could, there was a whole other world out there that most people just didn't talk about or experience. And so for me, it was a given, and my family was okay with that, so I grew up just thinking that that was normal, but then when you get into the school system, you realize that uh, that is not normal, and I was actually in therapy for like two years over situations that arose because people just thought I was strange, so um, morbid fixation and all that, so they, um, that really was, that was it, everybody was Christian, I, you know, I lived in the middle of nowhere, and we had a very small school, and everybody was Christian but me. So I just didn't talk about it. Um, You know, you get into high school. I was in the high school in the 90s, so, I mean, witches were the fat then, right? So then you had, like, everybody and their brother was a witch suddenly. So I'm just kind of skating through 
with my golf before it was golf look and all that, you know, and just thinking, wow, you guys are something, but this is fun. And so still nobody was really a pagan. They still probably went to church because their family made them on Sundays, but then they'd show up to school, you know, all ducked out in their witch, witchy stuff. And, and that was that. But then now as I got older and you could really tell people don't fake stuff quite so much at our age anymore, or hopefully not. Um, I've, I've met a few, but again, it's more of that. I think a lot of them do it because it seems to be like cool. It's a fad. It's not really like you, they couldn't sit down and talk about their beliefs and the actual literature that goes with it and things like that or what it's based on. Speaking from the experience of somebody who uh, is working in a high school almost every day, I feel like even in an accepting society, there's a lot of miseducation or lack of education when it comes to things that are considered outside of the norm. So if you were to have said, hey, especially in the 90s, like, hey, this is who I am, I feel like people would automatically think like, oh, she must worship Satan or she must, you know, be an atheist, which it's, it's neither of those things. It's as far away from those things as you can get. so about you know talking about the craft again that line where there is no satan in the craft you know there is no that is true and so there was a lot of little nuggets of stuff in there that was really really spot on but again some of that stuff where you're just like oh this is embarrassing don't 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 watch this part you know can we fast forward so um but i think that was probably like the the thing that really kicked that whole fat off was the craft i mean then that it was suddenly like mainstream everybody talked about it you know there might have been other stuff you look like you got something in your mind there that well and i was just thinking that i have only seen the craft uh, maybe five years ago for the first time and but i could totally see how when it was new that everybody would want to be just like those characters because they were cool they could do cool things um you know it, it was a movie that had some really scary parts to it but deep down you know, in the end, when when the 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 good guy or the good girl eventually wins, she turns out to be like somebody who's different, but she has these special powers, and she's you know, sort of set out from the crowd, and she can do things to people who are mean to her. So I think it's something that was very probably appealing anytime. Yeah, you can kind of be the bad. You, you know, the um, uh, what is it? The uh... Oh gosh, I can't think of the word. There's an actual term for it, but you know, anti-hero. Thank you. Yes, that guy. You can get to be. Everybody wants to be that guy. I mean, do you really want to be the hero? You want to be the hero with the edge, and so then everybody wants to be that guy. So, yeah. Um, some other things like my when when the craft came out. I remember my brother lives way up north somewhere, and I don't see him often. But he's he's much older than me, so he would come down and. Um, well, I was still in high school probably during that time. I think the craft came out early 90s. So it was either late junior high or high school. And so he comes down to question me on things. And I remember him so clearly, this, this incident, him asking my dad or asking me if I really believed this stuff or was it just because it was the cool thing to do? Well, you know, of course, my teenage self was just like, oh, how dare you? And But before I could say anything, my father, who, again, his side of the family, they don't talk about this stuff, right? You just don't talk about it. Sure. It's like, the, you know, the criminal side of the family, you just don't talk about them. So 
dad comes out of nowhere and he's like, oh no, she's always been this way. She didn't just start. And I mean, he's all serious and I'm so like, oh, and at that moment I'm like, oh, he sees me. He really sees me. And it was a, you know, I need my little statue and it was great. So it was great. So I remember that very clearly. So if the craft did nothing else for me, it gave me that little moment with my dad to be like, oh, he sees who I am and accepts it. So. Well, and it's cool that he didn't say like, oh, it's just a phase. Like she'll, she'll snap out of it after she graduates or whenever. So, I mean, I think that's probably, it's cool that that was validating for you, even if he wasn't, it wasn't something that he maybe agreed with necessarily. You mentioned uh, pointing people towards literature. Is there anything off the top of your head that sticks out as, hey, if you're interested in learning more about paganism or the differences between paganism and other uh, beliefs, like what should people look into? Some, you know, some go-to classics, which it's funny because, you know, we're not talking Shakespeare, but um, so Cunningham, he anything written by Cunningham is a good source to give you, like, the basics. Now, I'm not saying that I buy anything that anybody says 100%, so that's where the, the eclectic part of the pagan comes in, because I kind of pick and choose what makes sense, and, um, but basically, he gives a very good overall idea of the general rules or the general way of thinking you know there's just some things that you know there's the do's and the don'ts and this is why we would do this this is why we wouldn't do that um he kind of breaks it down into a, a more step-by-step -step linear way of learning he's very good about that so he has just some encyclopedias of witchcraft and things like that that i think people should definitely check into i also am really into um the herbal side of witchcraft, which a lot of time I think people think, oh, well, that's not, that's not witchcraft because witchcraft is all about magic. And, but it's not. I mean, if you, going back to, like you said, um, where we were talking about, like, the mountain witches, mm -hmm. those people would go out and there's no difference in a potion and cough medicine, you know. You still put some stuff together. You still put these ingredients together and get this desired result. And I've always said that science is just man's way of labeling magic. Yeah. So, when I look at people doing things um, with with basic ingredients coming out with these something you know this compound that's greater than the the parts by themselves, I always think that's a form of witchcraft. So I, I really encourage people to look at like herb herb encyclopedias, things like that, to see what those properties are. So you can always have that knowledge down the road too, because it's handy. And if you think about it, and I I don't. I don't know timelines very well, but I don't think there's anybody alive right now who would think this, but at a certain time, all science, as it was being discovered, and I guess as it continues to be discovered, was seen as magic, and a lot of people yeah. didn't believe it. And blasphemous, and exactly, exactly right. Um, and it's funny how people start to think that that old stuff doesn't apply anymore but it does i mean that stuff is it's still the same we can label it and we we can talk about it in different ways and make it sound like it isn't where we've progressed so much from like the you know the 1700s or whatever and we have in some ways but in others our processes are the same so when we talk about how people used to get hung because or or burnt the stake or stoned or whatever they did to him um for these little scientific ideas that occurred to him i mean We've, we've really, I mean, we still have people coming back and arguing the flat earth theory, which is probably another episode for you guys in the, in I, the future. I, I would mean, love to find somebody to talk about flat earth 
society. It's true. I will have to see if he'll if he'll hook you up, but I don't understand it. I thought, um, I thought that he would think differently. Let me put it that way, because I don't want to be uh, rude or condescending. But you know, but people still think stuff like that, and so scientific discoveries happen all the time. I'm, you know, the coelacanth. What we thought he was gone forever, suddenly this little African village is like we've been eating this forever, guys. He was never extinct, so. Who knows what they'll find next that people will be like, oh, that's madness. That person's just crazy, you know? I mean, David yeah. Blaine. Guys, I'm telling you. <laughs> is, is he a witch? Is he is he a man witch? I don't know. just spooks me, and that is hard to do, but that guy freaks me out. So, yeah. I mean, it's out there. People can do the craziest things. Our mind is amazing. And, and um, for some reason that just makes me think of, and this is not related to paganism at all, but the, the idea you just said our mind does crazy things, it makes me think of, uh, there's still no definitive proof, but there are people who believe in telekinesis, pyrokinesis, um, having psychic abilities, and it's one of those things, and you're raising your hand, do you believe in those things? I believe in all of it. I, I am telling you what, I believe in everything that, until I've seen it disproven, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not believe it. So you because believe? I, I, know from my, I know that if I talk to people at length, if we ever get to a, you know, because I know I'm taking forever today, but if we ever get to another episode where I, t- I talk about the stuff that I've experienced from like what, you know, the other side or the spirit world or whatever people want to call it. I, I have no limits to what I will believe. Do you say you, you believe in Bigfoot? Then I will believe that. What did you say? I said, do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't disbelieve it. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we there are crazy creatures in this world. There are crazy, crazy... I mean, and that's the other thing, too. Like, nature is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Nature is magic. So I, I believe it. I totally believe there's Bigfoot out there. Not, not even... No question. Aliens? Absolutely. And it's so funny because um, in our first conversation, I think Bigfoot was the thing that I said, hey, I don't believe in that. But as I've had more conversations with people on this podcast, I've started to say, why why not? I mean, um, I believe in aliens or extraterrestrials. I believe in the possibility of pyrokinesis and telekinesis and all of those things. I definitely believe in ghosts. Yet for some reason I sit here and say, nope, Bigfoot's where I draw the line, when it's probably the most believable out of all of those things. Well, it's just, until it's just proven, then, you know, there's, a re- there's no reason to not believe it. That's what I think, too. And no, no spoilers for you, but as I was finishing the newest Stephen King book yesterday, one of the characters is talking to somebody who's skeptical, and she says, listen, until... Just for this one day, until we figure out what's going on, just believe in what I'm telling you. And I was reading that, and I was like, man, I should really live by that a little more. Until I know for sure, just believe it. Just go with it. You know, and you can also, if you want to be a realist, I mean, it's always safer to believe in everything and prepare for it than to not. So, you know, I'm going to believe there's... No, it's all out there. It's true. Every time before I fly, I watch movies that have airplane crashes in them just so I can be prepared for what it might be like if the plane crashes. So why not just be prepared for things that maybe exist because you don't know that they don't exist? Exactly. Exactly. So... I was 
the gremlin, the little gremlin on the wing. You know, there's something on the uh, wing. There's something on the wing. I've never seen that movie, but I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. That's classic. That's old. It was very funny. Um, so as far as your daily life goes, how does paganism play into that? How do you practice, I guess? So, uh, this kind of goes back to how many pagans do you know, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, again, growing up, nobody, nobody, nobody. Uh, I actually have a few family members who are as a true, um, on my mom's side of the family, my two, I had two uncles and a cousin, and my one of the uncles passed away a couple years ago. So we had a pagan and as a true ceremony for him. So that kind of brought my mom into it. So she's kind of converted to being a pagan now. She really was not a Christian, but she was um, always kind of. She was always very open to anything I had to talk about. Um, she's the best herbal witch I've ever met, and she would never claim that. I, I will get together with my family members sometimes, and we'll have what's called a blot, and you do that on like the solstices and the, and the full moon or as close as you can get to that time. So we'll do that, and I really do enjoy that. It kind of revigorates, you know, or reinvigorates my um, beliefs, and it kind of just makes me feel more grounded, I think, especially because it's blood. But um, I really don't practice with other people a whole lot. I mean, that's just kind of one of the, kind of goes back to not talking about it a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm just a super private hermit kind of person anyway. So I'm like the Hansel and Gretel witch, you know, I'm not like Glinda the good witch. You're snatching up kids and throwing them in your oven. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I don't even like kids, so I probably have like an electric fence and all that. Not the I wouldn't have gumdrops and stuff, but so for me, I'm kind of private about it. So I do things in the house a lot of the time. Um, I do things on special events and occasions, special dates. Um, you know, I will practice. Uh, it's just much like praying for other folks. I mean, it is praying. Praying is not necessarily. Um, mutually exclusive of pagans and Christians, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a that that word can go for all of us. So, so I'll pray when I need something, just like everybody else does. You know, hey, buddy, help me out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's kind of just. I don't know about every day that I, I am always conscious of what I feel around me and what I feel like is the power of what others might call the big G God, you know. Uh, to me, that's nature, and that's like the magic that is in everything. So I'm conscious of that every day. Um, but I kind of I was born this way, so I don't feel like I put a conscious effort into my faith every day because to me, it's just it's a way of life. Um, so you know, you don't always get to choose when things interact with you when you are more open to seeing more sides of things than other folks. Um, so it's just you never know. I mean, I just go about my day, and I'm a witch, and that's the way I am, and you never know what the day is going to bring. I've known Erin for about two years, yet I knew next to nothing about her pagan beliefs until we recorded this episode. And today's episode was probably a little different than many of you were expecting. But hopefully that's a good thing. No ghosts, no big spooky, but some education on a topic a lot of people see as spooky, even though it's not. And if you're hoping for something a little more on-brand for our next episode, never fear. Join us in one week, yes, you heard that right, on September 30th, part two of our conversation with Erin, where she delves more into her experiences with ghosts and the paranormal. All My Ghosts is a Dead Oaks production. 
Music in this episode was Creepy 3, written and performed by Nicholas Critney. For more information, find us on Twitter at AllMyGhosts, at Christoph underscore Waltz, and at Eric End. Are you still there? Eric? I'm here. You're here. He is gone, so we're going to try to add him back in real fast. This happens sometimes. Okay. Oh, that's good that it's not live. I keep forgetting that this is fixable stuff. Oh, yeah. If it was live, uh, 